the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, hello everyone. This is Al Fadi, and I want to welcome you to another live stream. This one is going to be a very special live stream because we're going to have a uh, brother in Christ who is going to share his journey to Christ after leaving Islam. And we're going to call him Brother Zia, and we are so honored really to have him with us here. Uh, brother Zia, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you, brother. How are you, brother? I am so thankful, of course. Okay. Uh, I'm so thankful for uh, you agreeing to join me. Of course, you and I uh, have uh, come to know each other uh, over social media, and we communicated with each other a couple of times, and then I ended up meeting you in person, of course, and I'm not going to reveal the location. It's up to you. And, uh, you know, our friendship and uh, brotherhood uh, continued to grow, and I was really pleasantly uh, surprised, actually, when you even agreed to come and do uh, your testimony live with us. Uh, so it's going to be a huge blessing to many. Brother, uh, in the interest of time, because we're going to have about uh, 30 minutes, give or take, maybe even less, uh, I would like for you to walk us through your past. How, where did you grow up and what was your understanding of Islam? Because it seemed like, uh, from what I know, you grew up a Muslim. Uh, you're absolutely right. First of all, I'm very grateful as well. Uh, to, you know, just come and talk to you at your platform and worldwide. And originally, I'm from Pakistan. I grew up in Pakistan. As you know, uh, the majority of people in Pakistan, India, or Bangladesh, we call subcontinent. Uh, 100% of people, we are indoctrinated. Uh, we were born in Muslim families. Uh, by default, we became Muslim. Uh, as for uh, answer your question, how much I knew Islam, uh, except for the rituals, I mean, uh, I've still memorized the Quran, the, those verses, I can still recite those verses better than my practicing Muslim because I was so hardcore, uh, you know, uh, Muslim at that time. I also performed Umrah, by the way, uh, back in 1994. Uh, so I left Pakistan back in 1977 and very fortunate came to the United States. And uh, the reason I'm sitting in this room, I wish you could have asked me a question, what's in the background of the room? It looks like a heaven. And I had a beautiful handicapped child son, Michael, mm. and he passed away 2003. And uh, that time was a practicing Muslim. And I took his uh, dead body for performing uh, Islamic, uh, you know, the funeral rituals in a mosque. And, uh, and uh, right here where I live. So I was actually given, when they found out, and mom found out what I'm going to bury my son in a Christian cemetery. And uh, he came, while we raised the safe prayer, he came, he whispered in my ear, 
hey, brother, if you bury your son in a Christian cemetery, Allah is going to punish him till day of judgment. I said, wait a minute. Michael never spoke a word. He never walked. He was really handicapped. Just because his father going to bury him in Christian cemetery, and Allah going to punish him? I said, there is something wrong. I was so mad. So that will op- that opened my eyes. I, I said, I want to know why did he say that, where this came from. That's how God worked in a mysterious way. So he opened my eyes. I have a Quran sitting right next to me. I dissected the Quran line by line. It took me five years from Arabic to English. And then I was able to find a book called Quranic Dilemma, written by my brother Al-Fadi. That time we never met. I bought that book. I still have it. Mm. So this way, give me better understanding. Uh, like I said, God works in a mysterious way. So that's how I started reading. Uh, first, I read the Quran. I want to understand uh, what Islam is all about. Is it just like when I start reading a Quran? It's like a peeling onions one layer after another. I said, wait a minute. That's what I used to believe. Uh, that's what I used to say, Amin, in, uh, behind Al-Imam when they're reciting all the verses. So that was actually opening my eyes. to, And from the Quran, I found a character named Isa ibn Maryam. I said, well, that's what the Jesus Christ is. And so the, the, let me, I will answer that question later on. But that's how the, there was a two transitional uh, you know, happen in my life. First, I have to understand Islam. Then I have to reject it, which right. is the indoctrination. It's very hard to do that. Yeah, let me ask so you a I question. Have to... Yeah, I mean, I, I want to bring you back to this point. Uh, but uh, so it sounds to me that you were just a, let's let's use for the sake of a better term, nominal Muslim. Is that safe to say? Yeah, you can say nominal or cultural Muslim, which you can right. call. So you accepted whatever the community was doing without question. Of course, we have no other choice, but there's no other option. Exactly. That's exactly. only we have. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, the thing is, you never really came across any dark explanation like this until sadly, of course, and we're sorry for the loss of your son. And, uh, you know, I truly believe that God is a merciful God, and especially when he was in a condition like this. It's when the imam whispered in your ear that definitely, it's, it's fair to say, woke you up to the reality of Islam. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a, I, want you to, I want you to understand, I was a part of the call, it's a shura, you know, the, when we when we hired the same mom, it's the Egyptian mom, it's, I still remember his name, Imam Askri, and I was a part of the making a decision when we hired him at the mosque, mm. and now he's the one that God brought this guy in my life purposely, he, and, you know, see how the God working? So he's the one, he made such bold, I mean, it's very, you know, Hurtful, said, you know, that what he when he said, you know, it's very hard to see when dead bodies, your son's dead body laying in front of you, and somebody's trying to tell you that Allah is gonna punish him till day of judgment because he, yeah. his father's gonna bury him in the Christian cemetery. It was pretty tough. It's almost yeah, it's making you feel guilty, I and mean, it's 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 kind of like a counterproductive when you read that Allah is the most compassionate, the most merciful. Where is mercy and compassion? Like in your own words, my son never spoken a word in his life, and yet you're telling me Allah somehow because he is in a certain location is going to punish him. Obviously, I can also uh, understand, uh, uh, brother, and and we're sorry again for the loss, and sorry that you have to hear something like that. But uh, but I loved what you said that you have to do a two step process. And it's really true. And I tell people this, 
If you meet a religious Muslim, it's much easier for you to witness to them than to witness to a cultural or nominal Muslim because first they need to believe that what you're saying is true about Islam and then they can at least make a educated uh, you know, comparison with what you're trying to offer in Christ. So how did that process uh, work for you? Uh See, like I said, when I finished reading the Quran, I'm still, you know, the uh, the indoctrination of the, the, the process is so hard. I'm still not giving up. I'm still completely not giving up. I, my heart won't let it go to Islam because that's my ancestors. It said, it, I belong to a very Sunni uh, religious family until today back home. The people, all the kids from my neighborhood, they still come to read, uh, learn the Quran from my sisters, from my mom, from my grandmother. That's the kind of family I belongs to. So I'm still not giving up. And then the two other gentlemen came in my life. Uh, his name is Nabil Qureshi and Dr. David Wood. Wow. And I started watching them. Uh, that was about uh, five, six years ago after 9-11. And uh, I'm, I'm going to, maybe next time you're going to come, I'm going to show you the mosque. Uh, I was sitting, I never missed a Juma prayer. Uh, what happened was, um, now I know the Surah, Surah Al-Maida 532. Uh, the, you know, I, I know the whole context. Uh, because, uh, of course, David Wood, he actually explained to me. Uh, you know, they were used to recite when I was a practicing Muslim that the, the Quran said, if you kill one human, you kill entire humanity. But they don't tell you two verses before or two verses after. That's right. And the David Wood said, why don't you read 533? It will tell you exactly what happened. So it took so I'm Imam, sitting at the, you know, it took huh? Imam, it took Imam David Wood to tell you that, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's not that I'll give him the credit, but this is, this is a funny story, brother Al-Fadi. It's not funny for me. That's how God actually, he, he plucked me out from that community. So, you know, when you go for Juma prayer, you, you do the Vadu and you do Salata, you know, Sunnah, you sit down and uh, start listening to sermon. And you don't leave no matter what. You got to finish your Juma prayer. So um, I said, you know, Sunnah, I sat down and brother name, his Imam's name also Zia. He was uh, educated from Saudi Arabia, but he's a Pakistan origin. So he came, I mean, he on that sermon that day, he actually recited the exact same verse. The Quran said, if you kill one person, you kill entire humanity. And somebody says, Zia, that guy is lying to you. You don't belong. Get up. I said, no, I don't want to get up. He says, Zia, get up. You don't belong here. It's the middle of the Juma prayer, brother. I want you, you, know, you will know what I'm talking about. Right. And right. somehow, I, I mean, I don't want to get up. I don't want to leave mosque. Now, and everybody's going to be looking at you when you do that. <laughs> he said, yeah, because he said, Zia, you don't belong here. This guy lying to you. You know the verse now. He's lying to you. So I got up and never went back to the mosque again, ever. It was the 2011. Wow. So now that was my journey started. I never had a Bible in my life. So I, I started going to Barnes & Noble because that's where the Bible I could find. So I started reading the Bible. That's how the open my you know the, that was the got into the Bible, and uh, yeah, that's we, after that I you know I never looked back. So how long did it take you? Like, did you go through the whole Bible, or did you de- read specific parts? And and how did you know where to go in the Bible and read, for instance? Uh, once again, the Quran came back, and because the Quran is telling me, uh, because I read this in the Quran, and wait a minute, 
the uh, Isa ibn Maryam, which is Jesus Christ, so that's a different name in the Quran. Right. It's a performing exact same thing what the Allah is supposed to do. He he has given he had brought the dead people to life. That's Allah supposed to do. He's a, he was sinless. Even a hadith said, you know, that everybody is sin, a sinful person except for him. The shaitan could not even touch him. And when I all those things came in mind, I said, wait a minute, that, that's so. Is Jesus Christ uh, now? The Quran is talking about the, uh, the Jesus Christ actually sitting right next to Allah, where Allah is. Nobody else that could gone over there. That's the Quran is saying that. So when I start reading a Mount of Sermon and Matthew, you know, when I went to the start reading Matthew's, you know, the uh, uh, Sermon Mount at Matthew, I said, wait a minute, I was told all my life, you know, you know. I never, I was never told, you know, it's to love your enemy. I said, no, that's 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 a totally different. When I read that, I said, that's this. There is no way that's a, that's a human speaking. That that's God. That's got to be God speaking. That to love your enemy. If you love your friends, what good is that? everybody loves their friends? But you have to love your enemy. So answer your question. Uh, when I actually read, uh, you know, sermon at the mount, I was I was hundred percent sold. This, this is the. This is the God speaking. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for CIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to CIRAInternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason. Amen, amen. Brother, what an amazing thing, because it was that verse also, love your enemies, in Matthew 5.44, that brought me to my knees to accept Christ. So it shows the power of the Word of God and contrasting it with the teaching of Islam. Of course, you and I grow up believing that you have to hate your enemies, right? I mean, you cannot really love your enemies. Exactly right. And especially when it comes to Christians or Jews. I mean, the ultimate hate is directed toward Jews, without a doubt. And again, I don't want to get into the political side of things. I mean, I'm not uh, here to try to talk politics, but what I'm saying, just in general... To have a God who actually incite basically violence and division, and he is uh, picking and choosing whom you should love and whom you shouldn't, when the Bible says that all of humanity made an image of God, that God is not a respecter of man. Uh, that a God is a God of grace and God of love. It's just absolutely fascinating. So were you watching any channels? I mean, you mentioned David Wood, but were you watching any other channels that, uh, that helped you at least begin to gain a better understanding of what's going on? Uh, no, actually, the mostly actually I learned from uh, the David Wood, Nabil Qureshi, and uh, Mr. Uh, Bruce Lee, was his name, Sam Shimoon. I mean, I, honestly, Sam Shimoon taught me a lot. I mean, it's usually until today, even the last night when I was listening. So answer your question, not on any other channels, till your channel came uh, maybe a few years ago. Uh, prior to that, I was hooked on YouTube. I'm watching those. Uh, you know, if you listen to Sam Shimon, he's actually, read, he knows the Quran better than anybody else, any Muslim scholar on the planet. And, you know, the answer, you know, just one more thing, my mentor, when I was a practicing Muslim, my mentor was the Dr. Jamal Badvi from Toronto, Canada. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I followed him and I, I met him a few times. He, you know, used to come to my hometown. Uh, you know, the, the, just one more thing before we move on to, you asked me another question, what happened was back in 1994, 
I came back for Umrah. And I, when I came back for Umrah, the next year I'm supposed to go for Hajj. And I'm now I'm in more hardcore. We're having our, uh, our a Christian apologist, a Muslim apologist debate going on here in UTA in Arlington. And Dr. Jamal Badawi is there. And we have very uh, the newest uh, the called newest Muslim. He just got converted two weeks ago. When somebody become Muslim, you know what they're supposed to say takbir three times, right? Takbir. Wonder why they always say three times. They don't know what the three times mean. And I was part of the takbir. Allahu Akbar. I guess who that person was. That person is actually now the most famous Muslim scholar and Muslim community. His name is Yusuf Estes. Um, this guy, you know, I don't want to go the different topic, but he, that, that guy is nothing but a con artist. Yeah. And when he became Muslim, I was there. And I'm saying takbir. So on that the debate, actually, with the Christian the people outside, they're handing out the tracts, you know, they're handing out the literature. And he told me, he asked me, have you ever thought about Christianity? And you don't, you don't ask, especially Muslim, hey, have you ever thought about Christianity, especially the person like me? And I got really mad. I said, I'm ready to fight. I said, your God can't even make me think anything else about Islam. He said, okay. He backed off. He said, you, you're challenging my God? I said, yeah, I'm challenging your God. And guess what, brother? I'm going to cry. <laughs> he put me. It's okay, brother. He brought me. He put me on my knees. He did not even make me follower of Jesus Christ. He made me number one anti-Islam. When I became, when I baptized, I want to tell you something. I want to baptize in Jordan River. When I, it was October 13, 2013. You could figure out we are 10 hours behind Saudi Arabia. October 13, 2013, I'm sitting at my church, a crossroad, crossroad Christian church here in Texas. And when after the sermon, when, when we were singing, this year making song, I have decided to follow Christ, no turning back. I got up, I gave my heart and soul, I baptized exact same time. My brothers, my sisters, my loved ones, they're performing Hajj. October 13, 2013, Hajj was going out in Saudi Arabia, and I'm baptizing myself. Amen. When I came home, I put this together, and God said, did you see what I did to you? 20 years ago, challenging me. You're challenging me. Look what I did to you. I brought you on my knees, and you're baptizing, and your brother and sister still over there performing Hajj. That's my story, brother. It's, it's not my testimony. Jesus Christ is my testimony. Amen, brother. Amen. You know, what an amazing thing. They are doing uh, rituals that involve around rocks, and yet you put your faith in the real rock of our salvation. That's the Lord Jesus there you Christ. Go. There you go. That's what I'm saying. God is so powerful. Now, you know my passion. I am I'm not anti-Muslim. I love our brothers and sisters. Of course, I'm we love anti our Muslim friends. I mean, why, why do we anti hate them? I mean, uh, we are doing this for their sake, not because exactly we like right. them. The ideology, we're trying to teach them the ideology. But anyway. Yeah. So, brother, uh, that, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, after your conversion, uh, tell us what happened, if anything, between you and your family. Did they know right away? Uh, uh, how did they, or the community at least, or your friends? Yeah, actually, you know, my friends actually, they even some family members, they even noticed that we get I have, of course, 
Now, if I wanted to go back in olden way, if I if I want to do something wrong, if, even at the work, even if it's small ADBD, if I want to manipulate some number, and my instantly man come to what would Jesus do? You know, WWJ, what would Jesus do? I said, no, I want, I don't want. I had happened a few things that work, and I I'm district manager with the restaurants. I'm teaching my manager to do the right thing. And they said, well, you know, yeah, they do the right thing. I mean, so the thing has changed before it used to be. I'm not saying we became, uh, it's, it's not like overnight it's going to happen. It's still, you know, it's the process we have to go through. And uh, But I am a little bit uh, different. I feel myself different. I'm in peace. And I know where I'm heading if I don't get up tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, if, you know, God does not open my eyes, I know where I'm going to be. Uh, I'm gonna be presence of my Lord. I'm not. I know that because I have. That's the assurance we have. We did not have before because we know that we have to perform all the rituals. We, we, nobody told us how many rituals are enough. Uh, so, we, but this one we know it's not my work. Somebody else's work, and that work is Jesus Christ. Yeah, the thing has changed. The way I think, the way I act. Yeah, the, with uh, the dealing with my brothers and sisters. And we love them passionately by telling them the truth. Yeah. Amen. Amen, brother. And tell us what you are doing, uh, you know, in terms of just witness and ministry. Uh, uh, how are you doing that? I mean, again, I don't want to reveal a whole lot because uh, I want to respect your privacy. So uh, why don't you share what you feel comfortable with in terms of how are you reaching Muslims for Christ, for instance? Uh, usually, uh, as you know, the Muslims are very eager Actually, I have I'm involved with two different churches. Uh, you know, the, uh, I do. Uh, I think I already done it twice. A lecture in my uh, my church for the Islam, uh, but the Muslims are very eager. They want you to become Muslim. So I tell them it depends how which button I need to push. If it's somebody, I, first thing I want I gauge my Muslim friend how much he or she knows about Islam. It depends on his or her knowledge. I just ask a question. I said, I am talking to my sister. I said, your brother, you know, we call Gumrah. I'm, I'm a misled. Why don't you bring me home? I'm giving you option to bring me home. I'm, I'm giving you, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, why don't you, I'm just giving you, just bring me home. She said, well, I don't know. Uh, we have to go talk to Alam. I said, wait a minute. The God gave you the brain. I was talking to my cousin. That same thing with my sister. The God gave you brain, right? When we, if we go up in the heaven, let's just assume me and you both sitting in front of the God. Uh, just assume for a second, and the God gonna say, "Zia, what about you?" I said, I, I, "I'm, I'm a wretched person, I'm a sinner person, but I have nothing to show except for my faith on your Son Jesus Christ." And then, what about you, my sister or my Khalid, Khalid his name, my cousin? What about you, Khalid? What do you do? Well, are you going to say, Imam said this one, Imam said this one, then your God going to say, Mr. Khalid, I gave you brain to use it. Why didn't you use your brain? Your, your cousin used it, your brother used it. Why didn't you use it? So it depends, I like answer your question, I gauge their knowledge to see how much he or she knows. My sister, my mom did not know anything about it. My mom actually used the 10 Quran at the last Ashra of Ramadan. Think about how religious she was. Mm. I mean, 10, she finished her Quran, 10 of them. She never gets up like, you know, the last eight Ramadan, she, but she didn't know anything about Islam. I asked her a question but before she died. I said, Mom, what about this one? 
And uh, she said, I don't know anything about it. So answer your question, I want to see how much he or she knows. Then I witnessed, I said, let me tell you something about this. Why don't you read your Quran? Explain to me. I did this like Christian prince is the best way to put it. You know, the Quran said Allah took him to um, Allah took Jesus Christ um, up to himself. I said, think about who else could be beside Allah. Nobody. I said, well, your Quran said Jesus sitting right next to him. So it depends who the, if I need to reach them through the Quran or I need to reach them through the Bible. Amen. That's the way I, my, I usually do it. Amen. And I, I watch you, of course, on Facebook, and you do an amazing job by really asking the right questions and sharing the right things. So, uh, brother, uh, for those of you who are tuning in, uh, uh, you are uh, watching right now uh, the amazing journey, testimony of our brother, Brother Zia, from Islam to Christ. And also, this uh, is going to be part of our podcast, Let Us Reason. So we want to thank you, of course, uh, everyone for joining us right now. We will conclude the radio part of it right now, but please stay with us uh, online for at least another five, ten minutes max. Uh, we would like to at least encourage you to ask specific questions either uh, to Brother Zia or myself, related to things that has to do with this topic. Please don't come and ask me about explaining the doctrine of the Trinity right now, okay? This is not what we're doing. We're talking about the testimony of Brother Zia. So with that in mind, Brother, thank you so much, of course, for this amazing testimony. Uh, what a blessing indeed it is. And what an amazing, uh, really, uh, causes for why you have, you know, basically decided to explore not just Christianity, but first Islam to find out why it teaches the things that the Imam told you about the burial of your son, for instance, at a Christian cemetery. Uh, what an amazing, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, journey. It started it at a, a cemetery, and now you are the follower of the giver of eternal life. Isn't that, uh, you know, uh, a, a cause for blessing? What an amazing journey. Absolutely. I'm very grateful. Yep. Amen. Well, brother, what a blessing it is. And of course, we want to wrap up right now the podcast side of it. And I want you to stay with us, brother. And I want those of okay. you who are watching us to stay. And I want to encourage everyone now, please ask questions if you like to interact with, with us here in studio. Uh, thank you again, brother. Thank you to those of you who are listening to Let Us Reason podcast. Hopefully, it was a blessing to all of you. And thank you for those who are watching our live stream. This is Al-Fadi. God bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.